0: What a reading today. And guess what? We're gonna read it. (laughs) Here we go. Ah. Okay, 1 John, chapter 3, 11 through 21. Beloved, this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Unlike Cain, who belonged to the evil one and slaughtered his brother. Why did he slaughter him? because his own works were evil, and those of his brother righteous. Do not be amazed then, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Whoever does not love remains in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life remaining in him. The way we came to know love was that he laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If someone who has worldly means sees a brother in need and refuses his compassion, how can the love of God remain in him? Children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Now, this is how we shall know that we belong to the truth and reassure our hearts before him in whatever our hearts condemn. For God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence in God. Always telling us, always telling us. We're going to be hated. We're going to be persecuted. And it may have to be, it may have to be, (laughs) and it may be because of our religion, our faith, what we choose to do over what we choose not to do. People may call us, I don't know, prudes or holy rollers or something. Jesus freaks because we choose not to do. The evil that the ruler of this world, who by the way is Satan, says we should do. And beyond that, we're being persecuted because we're seeing truth as well. Hopefully most of you are seeing this. You're seeing the evil, the Canaanites out there, if you will, destroying all the good, righteous people truly by murder, but by many other means. And we see this, we know this, and we try to wake people up to what's going on, to the fact that some people that are in high echelon positions all across the world, all across the world, are not looking out for our best interest. <laughs> it's all about them. The sin of avarice. it is an unquenchable desire for more, more power, more prestige, more money. These people can't it's like an addiction. Why? Because they don't have what this reading says. The spirit of God within them and love. Love is not in them. Seeking power, seeking selfish needs and desires with zero concern for others is not love. We hear it. Where is it? (laughs) If someone who has worldly means sees a brother in need and refuses him compassion, how can the love of God remain in him? Can we just take a moment and look at these billionaires who could easily, easily stop world hunger? Why don't they? Hmm. Could it be because they're evil and they're all about themselves? Yeah, could be. Sure, they make a lot of donations, but I'm also going to tell you that there's a lot of non-for-profits out there that are fronts for money laundering. What is money laundering? It's when you and I as good-willed taxpayers and good-willed citizens, give to places. And that money, disaster places, for example, because our hearts are filled with compassion. We do exactly what this reading says. We offer our financial assistance. Little do we know that that money then gets funneled back into political and other, let's just say, people's pockets. In order to get donations, people want something. It's a horrible, horrific world. And it's not just government, everyone. It's not. So, we have to take joy in this. We cannot allow ourselves not to love Because of all of the evil around us. It's easy to get sucked in. It really is. And it's also easy, forget the outside world, for us to still hold on to resentment. Remember, forgiveness doesn't mean that the feelings have to follow. Forgiveness means that you tell God with a sincere heart. And you also take it into confession. If you have not yet, I have not forgiven this person. I have given it to God. The priest may give you some awesome counsel. You never know. But what you say is I relieve that person from owing me any debt. They don't owe me anything, no apology, no change, In them, (laughs) because I bet that's what we want, is for them to change, because I'm sure it's not us, because we're perfect, right? I'm sure we have nothing to do with the problems in this relationship, but I digress. So, we have to remember that if anything is making us angry, making us mad, making us hate Even people we don't know. So, could be what you're watching on TV, on a podcast. Maybe it's something that you're reading. In the end, in the end, we still have to love them where they are at. And yes, still do our best to be a witness Children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed or, whoops, and truth. (laughs) Let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Well, I don't know. Who am I to challenge God's word here? But I kind of think we should love in word, deeds, truth, and speech. All of these. I mean, come on, (laughs) Our, our speech and our word has a lot to do with how we come across and whether or not people see that we love them. Amazing. God's word. I posted a social media post basically saying that the Bible is living and breathing. It's living out in front of our eyes and most People don't even know it. That's because most people don't know the word. I remember when I never read the Bible, I thought it was going to be so boring. I wouldn't understand it. And it was weird in the beginning. And I needed, you know, Bishop Barron to help me with what the gospel meaning was. But then you grow out of that. I mean, Christians are at all different maturities. You've got baby Christians. You've got adolescent Christians. You know, you've got the toddlers. You even have grown adults who are finally eating food and even adults who are baby Christians. So we're all in different parts of our journey, all seeking to learn, all hopefully seeking to love more. And the word really does help because when you read it plainly, it kind of smacks you in the face like it did today. So I know many of you might be getting irritated out there. I don't know. There's a couple things going on in America. America. Sorry, that's how Bush used to say it. I always say America (laughs) when I say America. Anyway, don't be frustrated. Give it to God. Trust God's plan and sit and focus on the positive. Focus on the truth that is coming out. Focus on God pulling back the curtain. I think there are amazing things that are happening. There was a football player who got hurt in America. The whole country, practically, rallied around in prayer. People on ESPN, which is a sports station here in America, I don't know if it's global, I'm sure it is, but they, the guy, actually prayed publicly with two other people at the desk. Didn't just say, our prayers are with him, but prayed live with everyone. It was beautiful. God is moving. God is moving. I don't know his plans. But I know something's in action. So let's just trust that God's got this. And all we have to do is love people along the way. Help them understand what's going on if they're curious. Help them settle down if they're getting all anxious and worried and fearful. Because honestly, those of us who know the truth of what's going on in the world are going to need to be here for them. When the proverbial, you know what, hits the fan, there's going to be a lot of questions. And the one thing that I'm going to ask people that come to me, I wonder, why is it that you didn't know this? Not in a way that's, well, you know, like (laughs) snotty, But do you know most people who have faith in Jesus, whether Catholic or not, are awakened to the truth? Most. (laughs) Trust me, there's plenty who aren't. But I find that a very interesting kind of denominator, (laughs) like truth tellers are very faith filled. Maybe that's because we've got the truth of Jesus in us and we know that it is so against what this world thinks and believes that this other stuff that comes up to our eyes and is shocking and we have to go through this whole process to understand and why, how could this happen? How could people be like this? That's a, that's a God thing. Okay, we're getting late. I got to get out of my day. Update, I still haven't had any food. It's 8.30. I'm feeling great. I've noticed two two more things, two more benefits. I haven't been blowing my nose as often as I was for so many, I don't know, months. Very strange. What was the other thing? Oh, I said something to my husband husband last night. We both were talking about it and he said, I don't know, can you just have like an egg or something? (laughs) And I said, babe, I'm telling you, I'm not starving here. I'm in full ketosis. Ketosis is not that diabetic thing. I think you hear ketoacidosis or whatever it is. It's not that. Keto is a high fat, high protein, kind of really low carb diet, if you will, and your body only burns carbs or fat. So now that I'm in ketosis, I'm going to stay eating keto so I can keep burning fat because that's what I'm really going after at the end. If the body should be reacting, that's what I want the body to to feast on. (laughs) Okay. Not on the carbs that I eat, in other words. So that's probably where I'm going to go. Keto for a while. Again, Not the first time, been on it for many, many years, know what I'm doing. If you have any questions or you're looking to go down that path, happy to help. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of research. You've got all these macronutrients and things that you have to kind of figure out, but there's plenty of stuff out there to get you going. Just go on YouTube and look for Keto for Beginners and you'll find a ton of stuff or stay in that Dr. Berg YouTube thing and you'll be good. By the way, I know yesterday I was talking about my hips and I made fun of myself because I'm 52 and I said, hey, you 20-year-olds that are out there, (laughs) you might be laughing at me. Just keep working your hips. Well, turns out Matt Su, H-S-U, the guy from Upright in Motion, I think is the, I think it's Upright in Motion, he, in his 20s, this is where he started this whole thing because he could not even get out of a car without massive pain. He couldn't sit in a car for a while, like only a few minutes. And he had such hip pain at night that it kept him up. So this is a dude in his 20s, and he realized he wasn't, he totally atrophied. (laughs) He had a desk job, wasn't working out. And so he took his health into his own hands. And that's why I look at all of you and I say, take your life in your own hands. Seek and you will find. I'm amazed at how I feel. I'm amazed that, like I said, my husband and I were talking, but I never finished that. Sorry. I said, I cannot believe that I feel this good. And I cannot believe that I am not so hungry, that my hunger pains are killing me. He's amazed too. And I'm not sure he wants me to keep going. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, I think I'm at I don't know it was 90, 96 hours last night at midnight. Now it's 8:30. Don't make me do math. I'm somewhere in there, hundred something. <laughs> I'm so bad. Anyway, I may go through and do a full 120 days, meaning go through today until midnight. Not sure I will update you, but this has been a very enlightening process. Advent and this. Oh, and by the way, remember I was saying, you know, my soul's kind of getting lost in this whole body, mind thing, even though I'm talking to God a lot and thanking him, so I started that catechism in a year, and then I stopped. (laughs) I did day one. Look, we're in day, what, five right now? I stopped on, I did day one, did not follow through in my catechism, by the way. Then I skipped day two, listened to day three, and then I said, wait a minute. And yesterday I went all the way back to day one, pulled out my catechism, and followed along. And it is beautiful, beautiful, so I went through day one through day four. Now I'm going to continue. I've got my, c- my catechism brick sitting next to my bed on my nightstand. It's like 900 something pages. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm looking forward to learning that book more. The first couple of days are really that. How is this book structured? Why is it structured? What are all these little numbers that are in the margins for? It is a resource book for all of us. Yes, it was made for the bishops, but it is something that all of us can end up using in our own lives. Even if we're catechists or we have religion type, religious types of ministries, you can wrap that catechism around a bunch of stuff. Really cool. Okay, so yeah, that's the update on me. I'll let you guys get on with your day, loving one another and yourself, and working on that mind, body, soul stuff that God tells you you need to work on today. So what is that? Prayer, forgiveness, some time with God in peace, maybe working out, eating better, Working out your brain. By the way, I just read something that if we don't work out our body, our brains atrophy. That's crazy. (laughs) It's all connected. And remember, God created us to live off of his land. That meant we work the land. (laughs) We're working our butts on our chair. That's All we do. I know there's probably some of you out there screaming through the, whatever you're listening to me on. I work out all the time. Don't assume that we're all lazy. And I know that. I know that. But the vast majority of us are. (laughs) I'm calling me out is what I'm doing. Okay. I love you all, everyone. Find something more with God and have a blessed and inspired day. Quick prayer, because I just realized I forgot it. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord, help us, please. Your will be done over ours, always. In your Son's name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Sometimes short prayers are powerful, and you are powerful too. Don't forget what you can do with God. Okay, have a blessed and inspired day. Here is my reality reflection for today.